Welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal, Alex Brant-Bernard Rasmussen, Andy Brant-Bernard, and Cassie Schrader. And there's a rumor that Catherine the Great might become. <laughs> oh, she recovered from her ailment? It's only been a month. Oh, here's your hump. <laughs> I'm really sick. <laughs> oh my god, she actually is a big baby. Big baby. <laughs> big baby. Okay, he sir. Talks pretty tough when she's not here. Yeah, well, there is that. There <laughs> is that, that right that, there. And the fact that he can like clear his throat once, and then he's like, "I need antibiotics." <laughs> I haven't Please. taken an antibiotic in about 25 years. Okay, so nice that's argument. Absolute, it's been probably six months. I don't take antibiotics. Okay. <laughs> I know. Not according to mom. We'll be right back. <laughs> we'll be right back. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. I'd love to do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go, right there. We're having a little discussion about Alex. How, what a loser she's dirted it. But <laughs> first, we'll do a Walzer commercial. Yes, we will. Here we go. Walzer out of money group, Walzer.com. Two quick things. I got a letter from a, a KQ listener this morning. This is just awesome. So if anybody wants to buy this car, email me at Doug at Walzer.com. His mom is going into assisted living. Now, I get these emails about once a month. You know, dads can't drive oh, anymore. Yeah. We got yeah. a My grandpa just stopped driving at 95. Yeah. yeah. So, hey. So his mom's going into assisted living. Here's the car that she had, uh, bought it brand new, 30,000 miles, a 1985 IROC Z28. What? (laughs) Black red interior. If you're a GM head, it is the TPI, not the 5.7. We kind of think it's, we haven't seen pictures of it, but it's probably a 12 to 15 grand car. If you're interested, email me. I'll connect you with this guy. So I've been emailing him back and forth, and he goes, yeah, mom has always had cool cars. She had a '65 Impala Super Sport and a Cutlass, and oh like, wow, God. I'd like to, I'd like to meet this woman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those are great cars. The Absolutely. other thing that I want to sell, we've been talking about this on the pre-recorded spots. Uh, the Toyota store is having a secret sale on Highlanders and Rav4s, both all-wheel drives. The weird thing about Toyota is we can't tell in a public forum what the sale prices and lease payments are. The lease payments are unbelievable. If you're interested in a Highlander. Or a RAV, email me at Doug at Walzer.com and I will send you the information. I got 12 emails yesterday on that deal. It was the first day those ads ran. I know. 
How do you know? They came to me. No, but I know He's how many listeners inbox. we have. <laughs> they have a lot, have apparently. Your inbox. I guess it's not. I guess they actually do have a lot of listeners. Anyway, that's think, the whole spot. You think that's a... Well, we're not going under with Walzer Automotive Group, <laughs> Walzer.com. Oh, my God. She's torturing us. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Last time I ever talked, did he die, B.J. Thomas? I think he did. I think he did. Last time I talked to him, he was hanging on by a thread. Oh, no. It was sad. He's the nicest guy in the world, too. I used to run into him, I don't know, about once a year or something like that. Really, really nice guy. Really a handsome devil one time, but B.J. Thomas. And he uh, he kind of liked ah. the glug, glug. Oh, did he? He is alive. B.J. Oh. Tom is still alive? Yeah. Wonderful. How old is he? He's got to be 75 or 80. 77. Does he still, is he looking healthy? <laughs> no comment at all. Uh, let me plug my mic in for a second. For I those who are listening, Andy very perplexed. <laughs> it says he's been sober since 76. Good. That's the last time you talked to him? Was probably, before? Yeah, oh. probably. Oh, true. okay. You made it sound like... Oh, no, he looked like he was going to die when he was like 35 years old. Well, yeah, he went. He got sober in 76, and apparently now he's all right. Good. I'm glad to hear that, because he's a really nice guy. Are you going to hold that mic for two hours there, Gene Rayburn? Or? No, I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm setting up the mic. new stand and everything. I want to see if the boom works with this oh, shield. Okay. Boom, boom, I hope boom, so, but boom. I kind of doubt it. Going to shoot you right down. Okay, so B.J. Thomas is alive and well. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, it probably think how was. Think I'm glad he is. Yeah, think of you know, '76 is probably the last time I saw him because I had just started working at Capitol Records. Yeah. Jeez, that's so. Amazing. What was the woman in that movie that during that song, Paul Newman's riding a bicycle and Catherine she's Ross? In, that's right. And who's she married to? Jeff Ross? I'm guessing not. <laughs> Jeff Ross. <laughs> Come on, that's fun. That would be funny. <laughs> he might have played, uh, he might have been one of the guys in Tombstone. Okay. He might have been. Sam, oh, Sam Elliott? She's married to Sam Elliott? Sam Elliott. Right? Really? I didn't know yep, that. Yep, she's married to Sam Elliott. I'll I never... finally watched A Star is Born. Hated it. Oh, I hated it so oh, much. Yeah, that movie. So it was terrible. So long. I mean, she was okay, but he was just he he was trying to do a Sam Elliott imitation. Who was? Um, what's his name? Uh, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, he, he was. Oh, I wish he wouldn't do that. Uh, and even Sam Elliott, his, his trademark mustache was too long. Mm-hmm. It was like all the way down to the top of his teeth. Yeah, yeah, because Sam Elliott played his older brother. Yeah. In the movie, yeah, it oh. was. Oh, it seemed like the movie went on for like. It kind of made me want to watch the Streisand version and think that oh, well, maybe it, maybe it isn't as bad as I oh, thought. They're all horrible. Who did the original? Judy Garland and somebody. I think there's four, aren't there? There are at least four. Yeah. I've only seen well now two of them. I saw this. The one from the 70s with Chris Christopherson who pretty much did what Bradley Cooper did, drank his way through the whole film. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, it was kind of cool to see Lady Gaga as a semi-normal person. Yeah. And I thought the guy that stole the show, mm-hmm. the Dice Man. He plays, oh, really? He plays her dad. It's a bit part, but he's mm-hmm. just perfect. He's a good actor. He's he doesn't go over the else. top. Yeah. And I, I looked at him, and, and Sarah's like, wow, that, who is that? And I said, holy crap, I think that's Andrew Dice Clay, so... I remember it's my movie review of a movie that came out well over a year ago. Thank you, thank you much <laughs> for the two people that haven't seen it. 
So I get. I need to check with maybe Cassie. You could look this up. Hmm. Andrew Dice Clay broke at eighty two. Is that right? Eighty one or eighty two, something like that. Just and look up Hickory Dickory Doc. The mouse ran up the clock, and then I got a rhyme, but I can't say it. I'll look, uh, it, look I, it up on his Wikipedia. I think he broke big in like eighty one or eighty two, and the reason I say that is uh, that we had just gotten an apartment in New York. We just moved to New York. For the work week, and I turn on my television, and this guy's on, and I'm like, "He can say that on television, really?" <laughs> yeah, that was that was a long time ago. Yeah, now. well, he his, he really started doing stand up in '78. Yeah, I can see that. And then when he moved to LA, because this was um, I'm trying to think of, it doesn't really say where he really started off, but yeah, then he in the '80s, in 1980, he moved to LA. And he started working at the comedy store with Mitzi. So it would have been 81 then. Yeah. 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 So around 81, 82, I think that's when he became nationally known. Yeah, because when when I saw him, he he had not broken nationally yet. So it must have been 80 or 81. Well, it says in 1982 he landed his first film role in the movie Wacko and Ooh, who could forget that? Uh, yeah. Wacko. And then in 1983, he added the Dice Man to his moniker. Oh, he so, did? Yeah. Andrew, the Dice Clay became the Dice Man, too. Yeah. The, the Dice Man Cometh, I think, was one of his releases. Probably, which, yeah. I think. So Dice. speaking of 80s comedians, I watched, and I, I've only seen a few of these, and most of them I've hated. This one was good. It was Comedians Getting Coffee in Cars. Oh, and yeah. It was Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah, he's those two, they, out again. They came out at the same time, and they had shots of them on double bills in the right. late 70s. Right. And he talked about uh, what a big influence Richard Pryor was on him. Oh, God, But Richard, yes. you know, he says it was, he says it, we, he could never mentor me because it was a really weird period in comedy right. where there could only be, like, one black guy. Yeah. And so if we were going to be in the same place together, Richard Pryor would actually leave. Yeah. And then uh, Seinfeld went on and on about how much Bill Cosby influenced. They talked about their most influenced album. And Eddie's was This Ends Crazy. And for uh, Seinfeld, it's Why Is There Air? And I remember right. listening to that when I was a kid. But it was a, really, it was a good episode. They Cubits. seemed like friends, and they, they, they opened up quite a bit. Usually it's just Jerry Seinfeld trying to be cute and everybody else going, Oh, my God, I know, I'm I a just, Jerry Seinfeld. I really hate that show. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that show at all. This one was good. It was, it was worth watching, if you're an Eddie fan. The episode with Jim Carrey, I thought, somebody needs to get him an ambulance. <laughs> oh my God! He, that guy's he's, gone. What's that old Stevie Wonder tune? He's too high, so <laughs> too, high. <laughs> too high. I, I watched you... the Dave Chappelle one and the Jim Gaffigan one. Oh, you did. And what'd you think? The Dave Chappelle one was very boring. Oh, because boring. he got serious. Oh, Chappelle's in Star is born too, and he's terrible. Oh, oh that's he really? He's a sidekick, and it's just how can Dave Chappelle be boring? No, that's not like, easy to do. I wouldn't think. Well, it wasn't really. A comical part. He no. was like his friend or something. But he oh, screwed yeah. that up. Yeah, yeah. it <laughs> was just, just like such a depressing, that. horrible movie. Yes, I know. No, so pass. Dave Chappelle was he was doing all his serious stuff that everybody got mad at him about. No, they just had a conversation. It's just them having a conversation. It's not. Oh, like I thought you meant. Oh, the Gaffigan. I thought you were talking about the new specials they both released. No, the comedians and cars getting coffee. Oh, okay. I've, okay. I, I we watched. Bell's wasn't good. He's just boring. It was really boring. And then how about Gaffigan? That was good. One of the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet. Yeah, I still need to watch his new special. I want. Andy, to. do you still have that that poster he gave you? Gene Rayburn. Gene <laughs> Rayburn. I don't know, actually. We have most of our stuff in storage still. 
Okay, and well, we are going to until like next summer. So, so Andy's about what were you at the time? About seventeen, if that. If that's 15, 16, 17, we went backstage to meet Jim Gaffigan at the, the Orpheum, I think. Yeah. I think he was at the Orpheum. Were you with us, Alex? No. I thought so. So we go backstage, and did you get a poster, too? No. I thought you did. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he gives Andy a poster, and he had signed it. It said, Andy, great to see you're finally out of jail. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, Gaffigan's a great guy. I've I've never met Dave Chappelle. I've never even talked to Dave Chappelle, so I don't even know. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a guitar string. I'm gonna throw it away. Like, I don't want to stab somebody. What happened? They're really sharp on the end. So okay. I just tell you one of my great, Here, my Andy. favorite moment of of Sam okay. Elliott's career. He called in one morning at the KQ Morning Show, and uh, I can't remember who it was. One of the women on the show or something said, "I just have to tell you, I'm a." I'm a huge fan. You're so handsome. And there's a pause. He goes, well, shit, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> it's like he was a cowboy again all of a sudden. That's <laughs> funny. It was very funny. Thank you, ma'am. Good guy, though. Really pretty decent guy. An 82-year-old Connecticut man died over the weekend shortly after doctors told his adult children, and I quote, your father is a very sick man. Their response for his obituary, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> What? Gold. That's only the beginning of a very long recap of the life of Joe Heller, whose family disseminated what CNN calls a most comedic farewell for the beloved father and grandfather. The death notice, which appeared in the current, Hartford Current, as well as on the website for the Robinson Wright and Waymer Funeral Home, notes Heller made his last undignified and largely irreverent gesture on September 8, 2019, signing off on a life, in his words, generally well-lived with a few regrets. So that's good. That well-lived life, per the uh, obit, included naming his first dog Fart. Oh, my God. So that's the kind of guy he was. Dear okay. God. It's a laugh riot. So his mom would have to stand at the front door yelling Fart. Mm. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Jude just got his name changed. Jude, your name is now Fart. Hey, it Fart, would, come on, Fart. It would work. I had a girlfriend who had it a black work. cat, and they named her named the cat Whitey. Whitey, <laughs> Whitey the come black here, Whitey. Cat. Whitey the black Brooklyn. cat. It was at work that the self-taught chemist met the love of his life, Irene, who was hoodwinked into thinking he was a charming individual with decorum. Boy, was she ever wrong. This is all in the obituary. This is awesome. It is. It's great. It's all in the obituary. Heller's passing leaves his three daughters with a house full of crap, 300 pounds of bird seed, and dead house plants that they have no idea what to do with. My dad has an unorthodox view of life, and I wanted to honor him and make people smile. Daughter Monique Heller, who wrote the obituary, tells CNN, a celebration of his life will be held Thursday, beginning at 4 p.m. That's today at 4. So, you know, you got some time because it's only 11.30 here, so it's only uh, 12.30 there. So, uh, So it says here, the service will be held today at 4 p.m., and it's fine to be as late as you'd like. Joe was never on time for anything. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Aww. And then finally, the final comment in the obituary is, his family requests that attendees wear the most inappropriate T-shirt that you are comfortable being seen in public with, as Joe often did. Wow, I'd like to go to that funeral. I know. Yeah, I, I know, right? <clears throat> Just today, go over there and go to his funeral. That's a great, great 
Do you, have, do you have any, any inappropriate T-shirts you can wear? Well, I've got a couple. Nobody beats Maeslacks meats, and that's hanging <laughs> in the closet somewhere. Well, that's just a that's a. And great I got thing. another one that says "Porn Star in Training." Every once in a while, in the fall, I wear it when Sarah and I are going out, but I put a jacket over it so she doesn't see it. And I'll just take the jacket. Just, oh, crap! I can't believe you wore that. Uh, Come on. My job is to mortify you, my dear, and I'm good at it. <laughs> Yeah, well, there is kind of that. There is kind of that story, ladies and gentlemen. You're right. This guy looks exactly like Walter White. But thinner. Yeah, with a weird-ass beard. That beard's awfully he, weird. Yeah, he needs to get his Norelco and trim that bad boy up. He really does. And by the way, have a sandwich, for Christ's sake. What does that guy weigh? About 90 pounds? Well, like I said, it looks like Walter White broke his own rule and used his own product. Yes, it does. That's it exactly like a right. a head version of Walter. Illinois Galesburg Police Department posted a series of mugshots on their Facebook page last week showing six people who are wanted on arrest warrants, and one person has grabbed everyone's attention for his resemblance to Walter White from Breaking Bad. Todd W. Barrick Jr., 50. That guy's only 50? Jeez. <laughs> Ooh. he was sick. You got a little age on you there, Todd. Every used car salesman will tell you it's not the years, it's the mileage. <laughs> it's the mileage, it's true. Uh, is wanted for allegedly violating his probation in relation to a conviction for possession of methamphetamine. The comments section under the uh, post uh, quickly began to fill with memes and people pointing out that the wanted man looks similar to Brian Cranston's character. This new Breaking Bad movie looks like it sucks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's cold. Don't you think? Yeah. That's a little chilly uh, with that. But, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He look, well, he's got that squint that Walter White used to go through. Yeah. yeah. That whole deal. I uh, I lasted two episodes of Breaking Bad, and I couldn't watch it anymore. Really? It took we, me a while to get into it. It kept getting better and better. Yeah, we got like halfway at least for me. through. You got halfway and through then it. And we were like, eh. it's just, I don't care about drug dealers. I don't want to glorify drug dealing by even watching it. Too many people get killed. Like, just ask the Sackler family about killing people with drugs. Yeah, they know all about them. it. Well, we had to watch it because they have a DEA agent with the last name Schrader. So oh, we... God. <laughs> no, you, you got no shot. You had to watch the whole thing. No, actually, I, I originally didn't watch it when it ran through on regular TV because I was I was kind of like you. I'm like, God, this seems like it's going to be dark and depressing. Yeah. But then I watched it. I binge watched it. And it's actually, it's got a lot of funny parts That's to what it. I heard. Yeah. I heard Aaron Paul's really good in it. Yes. I heard he's really good in it. Yeah. I mean, there's some serious part. I mean, there's a good mix. Kind of like The Sopranos. There's that good mix I, of I like both. his son who is, I think he's got cerebral palsy or something yes. like that. He's handy capable and he's oh, in yeah, high school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, there's an there's a episode where... Walter's going mental, and he buys him a SRT8 Hellcat <laughs> yeah. Challenger, and these kids, like, doing long, smoky burnouts and stuff, and Mom finds out about it and realizes it's dangerous, so she makes him sell the car, and he goes, Honey, I bought you a new car today, and he looks out the window, and it's a PT Cruiser, and he goes, Thank Mom. <laughs> I remember that. I, I did see that. Yeah. Oh, poor people. What are you going to What are you gonna do? I don't know. That's uh, you're 50 years old. Could you get off the meth? Yeah, you would think. Good God, grow up for Christ's sake! Not that I ever did meth when I was a teenager, but you know, let's kind of point that out. Um, how pissed does your wife get at you once in a while? It's rare. It's rare. Okay, <laughs> I just I, I just want to point. Here, here's out. what's weird for me. Okay. About her, and maybe this is, eh, it's not too personal. I think it's a good thing. It reflects on who she is. When she gets really mad at me and gets super upset, 
and this has only happened maybe two or three times in the 10 years we've been married. Mm-hmm. She'll take off. Guess where she goes? Where? Church. Oh, yeah, yeah. She likes to do that. Though, yeah. She? No, mm-hmm. it's a big part of who she is. Same, there you, you know, go. The first time she did it, I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I'm old enough and I've been through enough bad ones just to realize, you, you, could, you know, you don't run after somebody. You just kind of let them go and then everybody calm yeah. down. Right. So she came back a couple hours later, and we had a long talk. And I said, by the way, where did where'd you go? She goes, I went out to St. John Newman over on Robert mm-hmm. Street. There you go. Okay. We'll be back with the family. It's Tom Bernard with CEO Michael Bilski from North American Banking Company. Michael, we spent some time talking about your free app and money transfer service, XCheck, which is just great, by the way. You can transfer money to your kid to travel home from college and lots of other uses. I got wind of another service you provide at North American Banking Company. What's this Super ID I've been hearing about? Great question, Tommy. Super ID uses your face proof and your finger proof to keep your identity and your money secure. It's really a foolproof way to protect your family and your business from identity fraud. It's simple, fast, and oh, the best part is that it's free to our customers. Super ID, super easy, and super secure. Visit nabanco.com or see my personal banker to get the scoop on XCheck and Super ID. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. I was working in the lab late (laughs) one night. Monster Mash. The Monster Mash. I love that tune. It is a great song. Let's not play Halloween music now. We gotta have some summer soon. We do. No, I won't play Halloween music till next lab shirt when and it's Alex has a cardigan on. Shocktober, yeah. baby. Um, a North Carolina woman completely severed her husband's penis early today. And I hate attack. these stories. <laughs> Come on, what's the problem? <laughs> that, that doesn't make your voice go up. Yeah, I was gonna say that's not well, the, the other parts. Do. Yeah. Okay, never mind then. She landed her behind bars on malicious castration and kidnapping charges. Wait, 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 wait. Malicious castration as opposed to the like the gentle kind? <laughs> I'm just going to take a nail file and just... Kind of saw it off. You go ahead and go to sleep. This will like take meditating. a little while. Yes. Oh, this cannot be her real name. Oh, dear. Irma Dickmioff? <laughs> okay. Her, her, according to the victim, Vicky Fraybutt... <laughs> 56. Would you change your last name if it was Frey Butt? Just start Frey, Frey. It's not Frey Butt, it's Frabu. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> who, who is that again? What, what, what was it? 
uh, basket. God, what the hell is her name again? Uh, the Brit, the British, she's an older woman, and everybody always thinks her name is something else, and she has the French pronunciation. It, I think it's Bouquet. I think she calls it, is it Bucket? Yes, Mrs. Bucket. It's Bouquet, actually. <laughs> oh, my God. Bouquet. That's like I, when I worked at North American Banking Company, mm-hmm. there was a woman that came in, and her name was spelled Deborah. It's Deborah. <laughs> it's Deborah. Oh my God. Deborah. Yeah. Why and would you want to be Deborah? I don't know. And there was a Debbie that Did you worked say, there. Get boot? Yeah. Get boot. There was get a get Debbie boot. that worked there, and so I would always call her Deborah because. Hey Deborah, what's got Tomas? We both just thought it was so <laughs> ridiculous. It's Deborah. Well, okay. I've heard some of the other ones now. Different. Um, Melissa, Melissa. It's it's Melissa. No, it's Melissa. It's, no, it's not. It's, it's not, Melissa. No. Yeah, Thomas. The only one was calls it, me Was Tomani. it Chris Rock that was going after Jesse? He goes, you can't be Jesse no more. You're yeah. back to Jesse. Back to Jesse. You don't get no you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen him pop up too much lately, that old uh, Jesse Smollett. Yeah. Mm. How's that life going for you? Uh, Psychopath. Put a fork in him. He's he done. is done. But what a lunatic. And then, of course, Michelle Obama gets involved, and it's like, oh, God, great. It's all you need. Anyway, according to the victim, Vicky Freybutt, 56, tied him up and pulled out a knife around 4 o'clock in the morning in a couple's ah, residence in Newport. That is Ooh, malicious. Right by your old hometown, too. Mm-hmm. No, this is Newport, North Carolina. Yeah, I don't know where that is. A town in uh, Carteret County. She then cut off her husband's penis, reported cops, who said the uh, motive for the castration is still unclear. I thought castration was the testicles. It is. It is. So she cut the this whole thing This would be probably off. more correctly what a penectomy. Yep. A penectomy. Oh my that god! I actually got that right. Yeah. Well, he still has his. I gotta weenus. go home. What? He still has his weenus. I don't think he does. His weenus. Oh, the weenus on it. Oh yes. <laughs> his you know what that, weed. You know what that is, right? I have no idea. I didn't either. You're, you have two weenuses. Of course I do. <laughs> you do. It's this. The skin on your elbow is oh. called a weenus. Yeah, that loose skin on the. On your elbow, it's called a weenus. Mine's not loose, I'll have you know. Oh, you've got nice out. tight skin. <laughs> right. you got nice tight weenus. Just the muscle that causes the stretching yeah. of the skin, yeah. you know. Yeah, okay. Feel the burn. Uh, Carteret County Sheriff's Office uh, deputies responding to the home were able to recover the body part, where ah. it was immediately put on ice and transported to How'd medical personnel. How'd you like personnel. that job for forty-five grand a year? Pick yeah, go over and pick up that dick. Hey, do you have any, like, tweezers or anything yeah. like that? You got anything? Any barbecue tongs handy? The 61-year-old victim was transported to a nearby hospital. His condition at this time is unknown. So Freybutt was booked into the county jail on a pair of uh, felony charges. Malicious castration. There it is again for you. Malicious castration and kidnapping because she tied him up. The latter count as a result of Freybutt allegedly restraining her husband and not allowing him to leave the home. Freybutt is being held in lieu of a $100,000 bond in advance of an initial court appearance scheduled for You must not tomorrow. be very good if your Johnson's only worth hundred grand in bail because that's, what, 10%, $10,000? Yes. Oh, like, come on, <laughs> that's it? That's all you I'd got? I'd pay more to keep mine where it is. Mm-hmm. That would be, how mad would you have to be to pull that off? I don't know. She was probably... Highly intoxicated, probably yeah. a little I'm thinking drugs. Well, I don't know, four in the morning, that's when most rational people are out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, Parading exactly. Around. It's about when Tom gets up, right? She's probably sleep-deprived, yeah. you 
know. I actually slept till five o'clock this morning. I never sleep till five o'clock. I think it's the weather. Yeah, it's a it's change really, of seasons. It's a change of seasons. Yeah. Well, although the previous two nights I woke up at two and two thirty because of the thunder. Yeah. Good God, there was a lot of thunder oh, that couple so nights much ago. Rain. They're saying we got like. We're supposed to get like two to three inches in some place, five inches of rain. Mm. Good Yay. God, Gertie. That's all we need, more of that, don't you think? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It, the rain is, it's a little psychotic. There's no question about that. Uh, whatever. In any case, ladies and gentlemen, oh, the, that obituary keeps popping up. Apparently people really <laughs> like the obituary story. <laughs> Dad getting barked at by everyone. <laughs> So, you guys going to watch the debates tonight? They got the what what's the what's the debate tonight? Is it the to the 10 that are left and what are they going to debate? Yeah, tonight? I don't know what the topic is. So, either. the last one was just climate change, right? Right. I didn't watch that. You know, one thing is not it supposed to warm up when there's global warming. Oh that's my god, we, dad, weather. you're so obnoxious. <laughs> that's weather. Yeah, that's weather. That's just weather. Yeah. Global warming isn't just it gets warmer. There's what is it? a lot That's more a pretty to bad it. name for it, then. What is it? There's a lot more to There's the whole, you know, like, ice caps melting. And they do plus, every, every they war- always do. Global warming is a, is a small increase in temperature over time. Tell yeah. that to the hippies at Department of Defense. Not... Who actually say it's, like, the biggest danger to a lot of our military bases around the world. Well, they actually Stupid changed hippies. the term from global warming to climate, climate change. Yes, they did, Yes, because right. it's not, because... Global warming, yeah, because it can it shifts weather in general. It just it's not like oh what? it's hot like when people you know two Februarys ago or something when it was randomly fifty degrees or something mm-hmm. and everyone's like it's global warming and I'm like I believe in climate change big time. Why don't it's not something to believe or not because it's a scientific fact. No, but yes, you don't have no, a chance. You do realize that. Yes, it is. We got no shot. At all. You're out. Anyway, but I was like, this isn't global warming. This is just weather. I have a question for you then. Andy, I need you to jump in on the answer here. Okay. So when I was Andy's age, we were all going to freeze to death. There was going to be a new, there was a coming ice age, and we were all going to freeze. Absolutely. We were all going to freeze to death. (laughs) Okay. You don't remember that? Well, I think we were worried about nuclear that. winter, but that was caused by nuclear bombs going off. And, oh, no, no. Terrible. There was an ice age coming back in the 70s and huh. early 80s, I think it was. Yeah, they call it global cooling, where cool. everything was going to get I was cold. probably stoned then. I don't remember. No, not you. I know. Weird, huh? Look, everybody should live a cleaner life. Here's why don't we do this. Africa, China, and India. Why don't you clean up your crap so the rest of us can live a nice life? Well, just do your part. Oh, we do our part. Nobody recycles more than your mother and me. Except for all the mail that you throw in the trash that I have to move to the recycling well, constantly do at your ever. house. Well, there's a well, lot that of all, mail. That's all biodegradable anyway. What's the difference? Here's the thing oh, about God. throwing things that are biodegradable in the trash. Oh, if they're in a plastic oh, wow. bag that doesn't give them any oxygen, they can't biodegrade and it creates more... Um, Landfill problems. Yes. More bulk. Look, like I said, my, your mother and I and live... And greenhouse gases and all these problems that are horrible for the environment. So you shouldn't throw things in the trash that should I be don't. recycled. I constantly, constantly, I constantly am taking things out of your trash and putting them Does in the recycle. Does it say Catherine Brandt on Or them? bringing them home to my house to compost Does them. Does it say I'm Catherine Brandt on them? <laughs> no. 
It's you know, male, I've which you're some... the male obsessed guy. No. Yeah. No. no, I give your mother's no. mail to her. I saw some interesting stuff about recycling just a couple of weeks ago, and they said because of transportation costs, it's actually better to put some stuff in landfill. Uh-huh. Well, there's the thing about recycling. Okay. And not to crush your cans anymore. The, yeah, you should. I know, that's I told, like the new thing. I told well, the reason is they have these like, high-tech crush. conveyor belts, yeah. and they shoot air at it, and if the can's empty and it's full size, it'll shoot off into the can department. Yeah. But if it's crushed, then they have to. Somebody has to go in by hand and do that. Yeah, because nice anything, and anything smaller than <laughs> yeah, really. smaller than your fist is difficult to recycle because it gets trapped in the machines and stuff. So yeah, the other can. thing we were always really good about putting our cans and bottles inside a plastic bag and throwing it in the recycling, and then learn that. Yeah, the plastic bags gum up the machines, and they have to stop them every half an hour. Yeah. And somebody has to go in and just pull all that yep. my, plastic out. My buddy Tommy Smith, who had a semi-attitude, he was a big fella too, big strong guy. We're driving down the street, and we're eating some kind of fast food or whatever. He finishes his malt and throws it out the window of the car. <laughs> now, this was back in the early 70s or mid-70s. That was a little more common back then. It was, yeah. He just threw it out the window, and I said, what are you doing? He goes, what are you talking about? So why are you just throwing it out the window like that? When you throw it away, he goes, do you ever think of the fact they might hire my friend to pick it up? He tried to defend his position. By, wow. He was contributing to, to society by throwing his stuff out the window. Good thing his friend wasn't a mortician. Yeah, I guess so. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was an interesting time. No doubt about it. So, what, so the crush cans, they just go in there and take them out by hand? If people crush them, because now they've got technology with jets of air, it'll just shoot them off the trash conveyor belt into where they want them to go. Because they have to separate all that stuff yeah, at recycling centers. It was interesting. And and the interesting thing for me was that, yeah, maybe we would be better off putting some of the stuff in landfill rather than paying up, you know, burning all this fuel to cart it halfway around the world. And although a lot of those markets are closing down, from what I understand. They are. Alex, what? we're talking about recycling. What Get do you mean? What, what, what markets are closing down? Well, we used to sell uh, garbage to China, mm-hmm. oh, and they did? don't want it anymore. Why so, don't they want it? Well, I think they, they make enough of their own. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, Pretty back. much. Yeah. Why they, did they want our garbage in the first place? Well, because they could, you know, recycle it for aluminum and all that sort of oh, stuff. Oh, I see what you're saying, and, yeah. I suppose that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I'm like there's trash incinerators that produce energy from burning trash. Yeah. yeah. The problem is, unless you have very strict uh, codes in place and really good technology, they pollute so much that they're not worth using. Yeah, and in China, the codes the aren't so great. So. Well, I think they're, the they're much better now. They're better I mean, now. they realize they had a problem, and they've been going after it hard. It was, hmm, it's the middle of the day, and I can't see across the street. Yeah. I wonder yeah. why that is. God. Oh, the Beverly Hillbillies, man, 1962, yeah. they were they were making fun. You know one thing I love about living out here? You can see the air you breathe. Yeah. Oh, God, gross. <laughs> talk about smog. So you guys never saw it. You're too young to remember that. I remember oh, growing up in the 60s. Ever. Not the not the. I'm talking about smog when you when you'd get those temperature inversions in some big oh, cities. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. It, your it eyes would burn. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, no doubt about that. When I lived in New York for a summer, I got an infection in my eye where my eye started to scab over itself because well, the oxygen in New York is so polluted. It was like, oh, yeah, your eye just is 
rejecting the oxygen in the city. Yeah, and they just like they're like, oh, that's how it should be, right? Yeah. Cities. What? And, and I thought drops. all these people were pirates. <laughs> yeah, I had to have these drops. So to what get year the, was that? I'm trying to do the math backwards. Over. What the, it was 2000. I hate to tell you, New York is really clean now compared to the way it was in 72. Yeah. Well, it's right. 70, it was 2000, yeah. 2010. Rudy Giuliani changed all that. Yep, he really did. He most definitely did, but it, Bill de Blasio is keeping it clean because I heard him getting yelled at the I, other day. I haven't been to New York. I think the last time we were there was 2010. It's about right for me, too. I haven't been to New York in a long time. Oh, I have a person on Instagram that I follow that she just moved to New York from Atlanta, and she was like, she hates it. She just moved there because she's getting married, and oh, her yeah. husband, future husband, works in New York, blah, blah, blah. She's like, it's a giant trash heap. Well, she's always posting saying, yeah. videos of there was a garbage bag sitting out on the street and then this guy skateboards past it and probably 15 rats just disperse <laughs> perfect just on the street i'm like or on the Dream sidewalk I was like, oh, God. so what you're saying these liberal enclaves are just not working okay. well i mean rats and garbage are... i just said that for doug's benefit it's one of the greatest cities in the world and you new can't york avoid is. rats love, and garbage i it's love just new york how it's gonna be unless you compost then you can. Then you can compost, you compost up a storm. You could compost you, the rat. You could. Yep. Works for me. It wouldn't we like composted it, but... a bunny that Ooh. May killed. Well, nice. <laughs> Uncle Tom will tell you, I lived in a house with rats. Actually, two of them. You don't want to live there. Yeah, it's not good. No, rats sound terrible. You do not want to live in a house with rats. Yeah, Remember yeah. when Andy and I gathered like five mice in a birdcage at Dayton? Yes, Good that times. worked really well. Mom and dad well, went out to are, dinner, yeah. and we... They're a lot more timid. No, yeah. Mice are a, another thing that can be unavoidable. The only problem with them is they smell just horrible. Yeah, we wanted do. to keep them as pets. We kept, we put, gathered them and put them in a birdcage. How, how long did you keep the pets? Not, Not long. very long, because they started to smell. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh like yeah, if you've days. never like lived among, well not among, but you know, in close proximity to mice and like opened up one of their nests or something. Oh, they reek. It's one of the worst smells. Oh, in the world. it's like when God, I had a hamster. Oof. Mouse yeah. turds are she not good. Smelled. We will be right back with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. 
This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. A lot of guitar action today with Cassie. What was the guitar in studio? Yeah, that's it. Bring right. In, you bring in that uh, Stratocaster, and she's working it hard. I love guitars. guitars so do I. It is a wonderful thing. All right, I want to get everybody's opinion on this family that was stranded on top of a uh, waterfall and couldn't get... Uh, they were trapped on the wrong side of the river, it said. Okay, you guys know this story at all? No. Mm-mm. Okay, let me read the story, and then I want to get your take on it. When he became stranded at the top of a waterfall with his girlfriend and 13-year-old son, a California man used a message in a bottle to ask for help, and it worked within hours. The trio had been hiking and intertubing down the Arroyo Seco River in Central California on Father's Day weekend when they reached the 40-foot waterfall. Curtis Whitson says the rope usually secured for people to, to rappel down the rock was gone, and the current was too strong for them to attach a rope he brought with him. Unable to find a way out of the gorge to get far back upstream, Whitson scratched help into a green Nalgene bottle, put a note inside saying they were trapped and threw it over the waterfall. Mm-hmm. Two hikers around a quarter mile downstream found the bottle and hiked to, to a campground to alert authorities. The trio, who had spelled out SOS in rocks before going to sleep on a strip of sand, were uh, woken by the sound of a helicopter with a voice saying over the loudspeaker, this is a search and rescue. You have been found. Stay put and we'll be back to get you tomorrow morning. The three hikers who had been spotted by California Highway Patrol officers using infrared technology to search for them were lifted to safety by a helicopter the next day. Witness, uh, excuse me, Whitson says he is amazed that the message in the bottle actually worked. It blows me away how it all came perfectly together, he said. What are the odds? Mordahl said there is no way this is true. No. It does seem a little odd, doesn't it? It really does. So you put a message in a bottle, and just a couple hours later, we're there and get you. How? I'll leave a note on the counter for the kids to do something. I didn't see it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It'll well, be in they like big they weren't rescued. They weren't rescued marker. by nine-year-olds. Rescue children. On a big, you know, 8 by 11 piece of printer paper. <laughs> Please clean your room Where when you they? get home. They were California, uh, California the Arroyo Seco River. Whatever that is. But I have a question for you. If they were able to get to land, because I'm assuming they were tubing when this happened. But if they were able to get, to get back to land, what's the problem? Yeah, I don't. Because I don't... what I would do is walk, whatever side you're on, just walk down the river. If you can't get across, because they said they were on the wrong side of the river. Okay, so why wouldn't you just walk up the side you're on? Get back on your tube and angle across to the other side and go home. I got lost hiking in Glacier Park once. Oh, did you really? Me and a buddy of mine and my girlfriend at the time. We we took off in July, and the ranger, the you have to stop at the ranger station, and they'll give you a route to go because they don't want oh, yeah. other people running into each sure, other. Sure, sure. So he goes, we're sending you through the southwest part of the park. It's a little remote, but it should be fine. So what, you, what the problem was is the first morning we woke up and there's like eight inches of snow on the ground, so it was really oh, hard to God, find the yeah. trail. Yeah. And then the bridge was gone, and the girl in the group didn't swim, and she was a little apprehensive about wading across a river filled with rapids. So we just, it's like, okay, we're off the trail. We can't get there. we got to get out. And we knew the other side of the park was in one direction. We just spent day and a half hiking, and then we made it to 
West Glacier and hitchhike back to the east and start. I mean, it's not that hard, I don't think. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand why they couldn't find their way across the river. And I, you know, like I said, if you got some rapids to deal with and all the rest of it, you don't want to plunge off no. the waterfall. Well, they got off the first time, so I'm assuming they could get off the river the second time. Dan had a cousin that got lost in the Boundary Waters, and he was on Oprah because of it, and he's in a book mm. called Lost in the Wilderness. Yeah, Lost in the Wilderness, yep, that is yep, a book. He's on that Oprah. is a little bit more remote got, up there. That would be yeah. more of a challenge for sure. Lived in a tree, lost a bunch of toes. Really? It was found by search dogs. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all heard one thing you'll never see in the Boundary Waters? That'd be me. <laughs> I'm good. Dan hey, let's I go are, canoeing. Dan yeah, and I right. are going the end of the month. The Boundary Waters. Oh, we're going to Grand Marais. Grand Marais is nice, I've heard. I've never been there, but I heard it's Neither really nice. Neither Dan or I. We've lived in Minnesota our entire oh, lives God, it's and so never different. been to My Grand folks Marais. had a place up there for 45 years, actually a couple of them. When are you doing that? About, my, my mom and stepdad built a cabin oh, okay. uh, north of Grand Marais, actually just five miles south of Canada. Back, We started building it in the 70s. and it, Anyway, they got too old, and they were worried about spending the summer out in the woods, you know, 40 miles from town. But right. Grand Marais... It was like all the hippies and the Subaru crowd discovered it about 15 or 20 years ago. Yeah, that's the, what I hear. The yeah. whole town changed. It used to be like a gas station, a bunch of bars, and bait shops. Yeah. And now, now it's, it's you like... know, muffin cafes and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. It oh, is yeah. a beautiful little town. What is it, about a yeah. seven-hour drive or something? It's five. Five. Five hours. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's we're 110 to... miles from Duluth. really east of Duluth. Yeah. Everybody thinks it's north, but the yeah. well, it goes east. Yeah, yeah we're going to go to Duluth have lunch and then keep going oh so that's not bad so it's about about an hour and a half to duluth it's like two yeah those are two hours it's 110 15. miles but you go through a lot of little towns so you gotta slow yeah, down slow yeah. yeah so an hour and a half two hours two hours yeah oh then okay so you get there and then you have lunch and you have two more hours so you've only got four hours yeah, yeah that's not yeah bad. it's not bad yeah i'm bringing the kids or is no nope. this, this is our first re-nighted. child-free trip oh it's the first time we've been are away staying, from the Are they kids staying with us? That your mom's staying at our house. Oh, she is? For how long? Uh, Friday to Monday. So she's going to be on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Well, you can come to our house. Not to sleep over. No, but I mean during the day you can. God, you guys yeah. should go up there in the winter sometime do some cross-country skiing. It's awesome. Oh, I'm Don't change the subject of how I'm getting stiffed here. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's, well, let's, I didn't let's, now. let's refocus to, the show. Yeah, I didn't want them to stay at your house because they don't sleep as well. They do not sleep at our house, it's true. And your house just isn't as kid-friendly. I tell you the story, but because, you know, uh, your kids came over and they got that crab, really crabby one day, and Catherine was just talking about, you know, when they're crabby, it's blah, 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 right? So then Ryan Burnett, who has a pair of twins and a little girl, they, it was the twins' birthday last weekend, and they went over to Grandma and Grandpa's house. And, are they two? Uh, I think that's right. Yeah, I think they're two, yeah. So he said, basically, they could tell after a couple hours, it's like, boy, look at the time. <laughs> the little kids running around. I got a text message on the talking text line of KQRS. There's a guy who claims, and I think he's not lying, that he and his wife have three little kids, and when they go to his parents' house, they have a shot clock. So oh, wow. When this gets to zero, yeah. you're gone. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why would you even go? That's very funny. You're the opposite, though. You're like, sleep here. Just Stay sleep here forever. Here. Hang out. We'll Never have a ball. leave. My, my other kids suck. 
Yeah, oh, be my new kid. yeah these be my ones new are kids. better. Yeah, more they're more fun. fun. Yeah. Oh, my God. I heard what Fawny said about Catherine. That's oh, hilarious. my God. Why is she so crabby? Why is, <laughs> why is Nana so mean? I'm like, Nana's nice. No, she's not. She's crabby to me sometimes. Well, she's only crabby to you when you're crabby to her. Oh, well, that's not very nice. <laughs> wow. So she can be crabby as much as she wants. So much for explaining quid pro quo to her. Yeah, yeah no quid pro quo at all. That's not happening. That's yeah. hilarious, though. It's like, I can be crabby and yeah, well, that's whiny, nice. but not Nana. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, Nana does have emotional regulation, which Fawn does not, so... That's true. But you should try to. I've never had it either. No. So it all worked out in the end. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just love the the whole take on little kids. I mean, the other day, I or was it? It might have been yesterday. Yesterday, the day before, I call Alex, and she's in her car, and she answers the phone. She goes, hello. And I go, hey, how you doing? And you get here. You could hear Sage go, ah! Yeah. It was he like had some something in his hand, and he was like trying to show it to my dad. He was like, ah! And it was like he's on the phone. He, he can't heard see my you. voice, and he had a fit. Yeah, he just shrieked oh, my with fa- excitement. My favorite is when you go to take video of your kid, and they think you're taking a picture. So the whole time they just stand there with yeah. their hand, <laughs> and they're like, "Chi!" I have so many videos of Max going, "Chi!" <laughs> like that's not what I'm looking. For. And of course, he's all. still not looking at the lens. Anyway, yeah. he's always looking over. And yeah. <laughs> I love that whole deal. I do. I really, I loved having little kids. Like when we used to, those first times we went to Disney World, the, some of the greatest times of my life. Man, that was fun. Mm. Should we rat Andy out about the story about the Asian woman in line at uh, Peter Pan? Uh oh, what did he say? Right. <laughs> you know, so he's already I don't even know what you're talking You don't know about. what I'm talking about. No. Alex, you were what four the first time we went to Disney World, or five? I don't even know. I was four, little. or you were really little. I think you were I five, and was, Andy was seven. I don't even think I was five. I think so. The picture were, with me and Minnie, I look like three or four. Okay, so you were four, and Andy was six, right? The family's all in line waiting to get on to Peter Pan's adventure. Is it called what is it Peter called? Peter Pan's flight. Peter Pan's flight. We're on Peter Pan's flight, and there's an Asian family behind us. And all of a sudden, the Asian woman goes, ah, like this, right? Oh, apparently, Andy had farted because <laughs> he's only wow. six. And apparently, it hit her like a ton of bricks. Why would you scream because of a it's fart? A little older. You don't remember her Extreme. pulling his shirt up over her nose and screaming? I recall none of this. Andy was eating a little too much chow at Disney World. Apparently, he laid down a bunt, and the woman thought she was going to perish. It's just rant, fart all the time. The kids fart all Fondle, the time. I'll do it and then be like, I'm the fart queen. <laughs> yes, I did name her the fart queen quite a while back there. So fart queen. The fart queen. She's like, fart Daddy's queen. the fart king and I'm the fart queen. Well, see, you got it all covered up. <laughs> oh I'm sure he's very happy he's known as the fart, fart king. king. The go, that must be an oldest kid thing because I remember my son doing that, but my daughter never did. He Farting? Would, no, he would try to explain everything and oh, yeah. name everything. Oh, yeah. It's like, Grandpa oh. Norm, um, someday my um, sister Eleanor will have big boobies like my mom. Okay, thank you. Thank Who you, told you that? Well, my dad yeah. did. I, uh, yeah, that would not be good. Yeah, and and little kids can't say, oh, shit. We can only say, oopsie. So, like, oopsie, there's a train. But Mommy will say, oh, shit, there's a train coming. Oh, my God. How about Sansevier's little boy when he was like two or three years old? 
Oh, Sammy. He tells his son, we got to get ready to go. Hurry up and get ready to go. And I want to go. <laughs> and Sammy says, put on your shoes. And he goes, F my shoes. <laughs> He's a little like three year old. Oh, my kid. God. Like, oh. oh, my God. Where did you hear that one, kid? Dear. What yeah, I don't hell? really swear much, but Dan does. And one day, Fawn fell out of her little Montessori tower and goes, Jesus. <laughs> okay. Well, I have, right. I, have, I, have, I don't think I've ever heard Sandy say the F-bomb, though. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's not really his kind of deal. No, I, I'm not, you know, Mary, no. To, yeah. Maybe I mean, Mary, only when she thinks Mary she's married swears to Bob. like a sailor. Yeah, once she realizes she's married to Bob, oh, F. <laughs> <laughs> what the, why did I say yes? F why my did shoes. I ever say You were so handsome shoes. that one day. <laughs> Oh, that's nice. Sandy, very handsome that one day. It was unbelievable. <laughs> oh, my God. How about this Epstein being spotted with a girl who looked like she was 11? Oh, what? Gross. What are you talking about? Know. You know Jeffrey Epstein? No. You don't know who Jeffrey Epstein is? Never heard of him. You're right. You never watch the news. Nope. <laughs> you don't. I don't blame you. Look, I'm not, I don't blame you for not watching it. I have to watch it. Jeffrey Epstein was arrested in July at a New Jersey airport that same month. An air traffic controller told U.S. Marshal Services investigators about two previous sightings of Epstein at another airport, one in the U.S. Virgin Islands, and he was not alone. Newly released government documents show the air traffic controller told authorities she spotted Epstein exiting his private plane at the St. Thomas Airport on one occasion last year with two girls who looked 11 and 12. So if he's like public enemy number one, why isn't he in custody well, he's or something? Dead. He's dead. He killed himself. He killed himself. Oh right, he did. Well, he wait. Did so when are we? When was this? Well, this, this was, was in July. This summer. <clears throat> it was in July. They're ganging on after ago. the tackle. Good. Yeah, really. I was gonna. Yeah. <clears throat> Good. They I was should. confused because the story doesn't really mean a whole lot now that he's dead. But so it, he hung out with a lot of rich and famous people, Alex. He had his own island. Okay. And would fly out to the island and he'd have sex with minors and stuff. Oh, God. Yeah, with like some of the people girls. were like the president and Bill Clinton. And yeah. It's, no well, it's everybody, everybody from Saudi Arabia. Yeah, he's, he's apparently. a total slime ball. And at least he made his money, his $600 million, by stealing it from other people. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. So well, that was, what a great, a solid, really class guy. Uh, this of course. Welcome to America. Yeah. Yeah, at least that part of America. That yeah, you know, that's a part of New York I'm not wild about. Yeah, there's Everything's a lot of that. A lot of there. corruption. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of corruption. The whole city's basically corrupt. Well, I still loved living there. I did. I actually did love living in New York. It was wonderful. I I would like to. I you just need to make a lot of money to live oh, in Manhattan. Yeah. Oh in Manhattan, yeah, Manhattan yeah. need a lot of money. Yeah, and didn't... some of the boroughs close by. Oh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Heights. Very and, big deal yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Our, our I I think our rent that shows you how. Well, I suppose it was a lot of money for back then, but 1980, our rent was $2,500 a month. So my aunt lived in Stuyvesant Town, which is a very famous uh, community on the east side of Manhattan. It was built right after World there. War Michael II. Michael used to live there. It's right. like the largest privately held. Anyway. Yeah. And it was rent controlled. She moved there in the 60s, had a two-bedroom apartment in Stuyvesant Town. And when I moved her out of there shortly after 9-11, I tried to get her to sublet. $620 a month. That was a two-bedroom apartment. Yeah, she because she lived there for thirty years, oh, so they God. couldn't raise the rent. Why? They no, still no. have to pay their bills. Yeah, well, that's that. That's the way the rules are set yeah, up. Yeah, rent in New control York. is weird. It's it is really a weird, weird. thing. <laughs> that was like a seventies thing that money. sort yeah. of stuck. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, we've got to take a break, but we're coming back in about seven, eight, ten minutes with Car Selling Secrets. I've got to go get our very nervous guest. I'll be right back. All right.